So today, my son Cody and I are interviewing Coach James Mayhew, one of my favorite people and a self-made baller. I first met James when he was 19, coaching Cody when he was 11, out of his backyard, out of like his friend's backyard, and he was hustling. And I saw the spark in his eye, and he was definitely doing something he loved. Fast forward five years later, he's coaching NBA players, NFL players like Draymond Green, you know, Lonzo Ball. You know, I just want to hear his story, how he figured it out, how he figured out who he is and had the confidence to pursue what he loved. Coach James. Let's go. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. When I turned 25 in October, I kind of wrote a list of basically three main things that I want to do by the time I'm 30. Yeah. So, like, the first thing is I want to get this athletic games training app to a hundred thousand subscribers yeah i want to number two get basically my best friend to have his own like he works at the athletic games in hollywood so i want him to have his own like setup fully running he's okay. just started training maybe two years ago okay but i've known him since we we're in like sixth grade doesn't matter yeah the time and, doesn't matter i mean the time matters and that you're building your expertise but like if you are doing something that your talent and and like uh, uh, excitement match, then, exactly. then that's the gold right there, man. And it's like, I remember he came up to me and was like, dude, I think I just want to train. Like, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. So that's my second thing. But my third thing is I want to write a book called Essential Energy, which is basically because I'm – Growing up, so we've, I've been out of high school for eight years, and I've seen the biggest difference between all my friends that are really successful, like even a lot of friends that are more successful than me, or however you define success, right? Um, and then all my friends that are just like a little less happy with their circumstances and what's going on and where they're at. And a lot of it just has to do with like energy levels. And if you like, if you don't have the physical, mental, and spiritual energy to accomplish things, there's no way you're going to, like, see out the rest of your goals. And I think a huge thing that's, like, helped me when I was in college was doing yoga because that showed me flow. So being able to understand, like, I need to get into this mindset at least once, twice a day, that probably ingrained something in my subconscious where I'm thinking, all right, I need to get into these states of flow consistently. So what's a job where I can get into flow consistently? Because I'm not a com really computer person, so I'm not going to get into flow on a computer. What were your turning points, man? How did you figure out who you are? So Ooh, maybe other go so maybe other people <laughs> yeah, can go, go oh, shit. Because it might be as simple as I remember when I was two years old, somebody you know, like was training and I don't know. Probably not that. But I got you though. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Cody, can you get some ice? <laughs> we need some ice. Get a cup full of ice. Yeah. Cody. Ice, dude. Please. We appreciate you. We don't ask you in disrespect. <laughs> Obviously grew up playing basketball my whole life. Since New, what age? Mm, fourth, fifth grade. All I right. started with soccer. Once I stopped killing in soccer, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to play basketball. <laughs> And uh, love basketball. One of my, literally my first teammate ever plays pro in Mexico. 
He's like a five nine point guard. Literally scores twenty five points a game. Like one Damn. of the best people, players, coolest dudes I ever met. And uh, so watching us train and like grow up together, uh, kind of go through that whole process, really showed me like, all right, this is all like possible to do. And so I was a good basketball player. Once I got to high school, though, like you guys know, like when you were a kid. El Camino was really, really good at basketball. Yeah. And we had eight out of 10 guys go division one. So I was kind of looking around like, ah, like I don't really know if basketball is what I, what I should be doing. Like, and this was by the time I was a sophomore, I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, these guys are all better than me and they're younger than me. So <laughs> I, I have really no chance. So it was funny. My, my parents got me a membership to 24 hour fitness, got me a personal trainer. I'm training with the dude on the first session. And I'm like, yo, so you get paid for this? The dude is literally <laughs> telling me to do planks, pushups. I'm having a great time. Like I love working out. I work out every morning, 6 a.m. That's why I was like, we gotta do the podcast at like 4 35. Yes. Yeah. By nine o'clock, I'm you out. I'm out. This is the story I tell. I don't know if it's right. Mm. I remember that. You were this young 19-year-old kid that got a bunch of dudes and rented a house in Calabasas, put a court in the backyard and some training equipment, (laughs) and had clients from high school and middle school and wherever coming. And then a couple big athletes came through, and they were like, this dude's crazy good. Everyone's a trainer. Everyone's a coach. Everyone's doing something. But like, if you can't market it, that's the thing and like marketing you have to learn from someone and it could be on the ground marketing it's not a straight it's up. not a lie it's not you're li- lying to people how do you <laughs> let people know what that if you're the greatest trainer whiskey. in the world but james lives that's how i felt on the top of a mountain <laughs> in missouri and nobody knows his address <laughs> He could be like, what doing crazy ass kung fu training. I don't know why he chose kung fu, <laughs> but he's on the top of a mountain, for God's sakes. No one's going to know. Maybe in the movie version, somebody will find out and come up there to learn kung fu. But you're not going to make a lot of money, James. No, straight up. <laughs> so blessed to be born in Woodland Hills because first you grow, up, you grow up with, and you can attest to this, El Camino. Every type of race. You yes. Get, you get accustomed, even from elementary school, dealing with all types of people from all types of financial status. You have some friends I love that, that are from L.A. You have some friends that live in Hidden Hills. And, like, being able to be a chameleon is your biggest advantage when you're, like, born in a place like Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I... I was definitely a chameleon. Like, a lot of my... A lot of my teammates, a lot of my best friends, all growing up, all black kids, we just got along normally. Like, you never see that yeah. difference. And that's how it was for you growing up. It's mm-hmm. just normal. Especially, that's a great thing about basketball. So, growing up in basketball and then also having the experience. So, my parents got me this personal trainer. My parents got me a gym membership, 24-hour fitness. My dad was like, yo, you're hella slow on the court. You need to get faster. <laughs> Love that. I was like, shit, dad, you're right. Well, so, I like that he didn't just complain, but he actually did something about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, my dad's he very put you in a position. Solution. See, solution. man, you you had good parents. I just want to make note of that. But you don't have to have good parents to I do had, what you did. No. 
you don't like my as boss, long as you learn the lessons that mm-hmm. like because they kind of taught you a lot of the right lessons like find and what good, you love do what you parents love will accelerate your growth and put you on a fast track to success and like that doesn't mean good parents and as in the ones who are buying their kids whatever they want because like right i see a lot of yeah you gotta earn the shit and you gotta like really value it and so because that's the game and if they don't they're not preparing you for the game if they don't teach you how to value stuff my mom if they're just giving it to you then it's not the kid's fault that they think oh well shit's just gonna come so why should i make make a big deal and then when they're on their own they're like fuck my mom had two quotes two quotes put up on the refrigerator one was called the first one's a little funny life is uncertain eat dessert first my mom's a cook my mom's a chef so life is uncertain eat dessert first like enjoy life before it's too fucking late the second thing though don't prepare the path for the child prepare the child for the path so like i'm growing up every day looking at these two quotes like every fucking day like when i tell you my parents really put me on the right track for success like i can't emphasize that enough because they emphasize free thinking my dad is born and raised in hawaii both oh, my parents shit. are pretty much hippies so like my Love mom shit, when man. she graduated penn state hippies got a bad to go, oh they name have a bad because the government i think because the government promoted that shit because they were getting a little too much traction with all this like let's love each other shit they didn't like that oh hippies hippies they coined that shit but go ahead 100 percent. i love that dude the government is always gonna do things to stop human progress yes, because man. it wants to control Free thinking is not good for the it, pocket it's not advertised no yet. man it evens the so, playing field a little too much exactly so pretty much like growing up i was always pretty outside the box and uh i had that trainer at 24 my parents bought me membership and i'm like hold up you just get to tell me to do push-ups pull-ups sit-ups like this is chill so i knew when i was 16 i want to be a trainer like when i was a sophomore in college in uh, high school then wow one of my teammates julian richardson his dad is Pooh richardson played in the nba yeah i know Pooh. trained a bunch of nba players at el camino while we were in high school oh. so it would be like I remember it would be like lunchtime and the Morris twins would be at El Camino working out. And they were shit. at Kansas at the time. Yeah, yeah, they were preparing for the draft. Oh, shit. Our Morris. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, And like Drew Holiday would be at El Camino. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, yo, like, this is a dope job. Like, I should train NBA players. Why not? So I, t- I remember telling everyone when I was 16, I was like, yo, Cause I was a bench warmer, so I'm like, "Yo, all you guys are better than me, but I'm gonna train NBA players for sure." Like, I don't give a fuck what are you guys are doing. Like, obviously, I was still playing basketball, and uh, so that's when I knew I wanted to be a trainer. I got super lucky. My best friend Mike Thomas went to Hawaii and was playing basketball, so already off the bat, I had one division one basketball player that i was training yeah and uh so i had that going for me and i got no offense to mike but if it wasn't mike it'd be someone else but not saying not to always appreciate everyone that helps you out but i'm saying you were on your way right true 
You and were on your way. And the universe, the and this is a line in The Alchemist. Great book I just finished. Great book I just finished. I've read it that says, too, yeah. when you decide what you want, the universe will conspire to give you everything that you need. Right. So it's like, it's crazy because Mike went to Taft for the first two years. And he transferred to Elko, basically took my spot, took all my minutes, took everything. Mm -hmm. And like that, I could have viewed that as a negative. Right. But I'm like, wait, Mike's my boy. We went to Hale Middle School together. Like, that's my dog. So I'm not going to have any bad feelings towards this dude. And like, when you take your ego out of things, it makes your life way simpler. Like, you already know that when you're dealing with your homies right now. Like, once you take your ego out of shit. Shit, Cody's the master, man. Can I tell you just real quick side note? Cody got it figured out. Cody is an assassin, man. And I got to, I'm sure I had a lot lot to do with that just because I I learned from my mistakes and tried to show them maybe better ways than I was taught, you know? But like, he is so good at navigating coaching him. He'd be like, yo, and dealing with my ego too, because we're both alphas in the same house it's not easy so you got to pull back from your teenagers i'm not saying by the way i want to we're going to have our own like sit down so we'll get into it then but i i want to talk to them about like i feel like it's been really challenging when they reach this age it's challenging because you have to let your kids take charge of their life man it's hard to take and a backseat. I know it makes you like uncomfortable sometimes, but having someone who's open to talking about that shit is so... Your growth and who you're going to be when you're 20, 25, 30 is going to be crazy, know, bro. Man. Like, Cody, you don't realize, like, you're so far ahead already. So you just... It puts pressure on him, I think, but... He's good with pressure. He is good with pressure. And that's like... I was not good with... I had so much self-esteem issues that a free throw... I would shoot 50% from the line in the game and 88% in practice. So I understand Shaq. It wasn't... Yo. It wasn't that he couldn't shoot free throws, my friends. He could shoot probably... I'm guessing... In practice, he'd probably hit ninety percent, man. And you know who we do need to shout out? It's when nervous it comes, time, baby. When it comes to dealing with pressure and just handling real life stress and real life situations, the whole reason we even know each other is Bruce. Yeah, Bruce really took me in at a time like I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I was a freshman in college, working at Jersey Mike's, and just training and just training Mike. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I love that dog. Oh, he's awesome. Man. And um, I hope he doesn't start barking. He's beautiful. <laughs> so I, I, like, I really didn't know what I, I knew I wanted to be a trainer, but I, like, didn't know how to get my foot in the door. Yeah. And we are at the alumni game, and Coach Bruce is like, I guess he sensed it or something. And, like, Bruce is a fucking great guy. Any dude that's, dude, he coached me when I was a freshman oh. at El Camino. That was in 2008, wow. 2009, or 2009. Like, Bruce is one of the best people I know. Like, I bru- I owe Bruce for a lot of my wow. success. Bruce is going to be on the show for sure. Man. Oh, I I've hope I'm here when Bruce is him. here. We should just do a session with Bruce, dude. Dude, because that's just someone who, like... Bruce and I have hung out, by the way. I don't Bruce know if is that. dope. Me Yo. and Bruce, I've been to his place. Oh, when same. He, like, know. when you... I remember... 
We've I shared, came over we've after shared, a little you know, <laughs> We've gone to the bar, shared a drink yep. with other parents, with just me and him, man, talking about life. That's he's dope. a philosopher. So you like know us. Bruce exactly. Oh, I know him. So very me and well, Bruce, man. like, we'd be sitting after practice at his apartment, yeah. talking for hours, and it's like that was a huge turning point for me because I'm 18 years old and I'm seeing someone who's like. 30 years old, has their own business, has shit figured out, is super intellectual and like understands relationships. And that was something I didn't really understand when I was younger, yeah. is relationships. Like personal. Me too, man. Intimate, uh, professional. I'm still figuring out relationships yeah. every day. I'm only, you got, I'm yeah. young. And we like, always be going yeah. up. We're yeah. never going to get to the 100% mark. Never going to figure it's, shit it's out. It's just trying to get better, that's all. And he's one of the people that, one of the few people that's really like took time to teach me about relationships and how you have to balance your life. And uh, so Bruce literally is the reason I'm here right now. Yeah. Like wow. mm -hmm. I would not have my own training business if it wasn't for Bruce. He gave me the plug to be with Valley Oop and to show up and right. he was paying me to coach. I'm like, I would do this shit for free. Like, right. <laughs> that's amazing. And, uh, so yeah. I would show up on Thursday, Saturday, coach you guys. And then I remember, so you know, Kyle Braun mm -hmm. and Jake Tartaglino. So both of them play for Bruce. And I was like, yo, Jake, let me train you outside tomorrow or on Saturday morning on the blacktop. He's like, all right, for sure. And uh, he goes, he goes, yo, you mind if I bring my boy Kyle? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like I didn't even know who Kyle was. <laughs> then I'm I'm smoking with my boy, and you can keep this on the podcast. I'm smoking with my boy Rod in the the night before because it's Friday, so you're smoking because right. it's Friday. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yo, I'm about to train these two kids tomorrow, and if you want to bring your brother who is their same age, let me know. It's gonna be at 10 a.m. So. He shows up the next day. I have these three kids paying 25 each, 75 bucks for one hour. $75 an hour is a pretty good rate, yeah. especially when you're 19. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> Rod looks at me. He goes, yo, 25 for all these kids? Like, I'm like, yeah. He goes, and at the time I was working at Jersey Mike's, he goes, it's going to take you eight hours to make this at Jersey Mike's. You just made this in one hour. Right. So I'm like, oh, fuck. This is how <laughs> business works. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and Rod is one of the smartest people I know. Like, Rod is just like me. And like, you're doing what you love because if you're not, that business is going to get worse. Exactly. So that's, like, I mean, I just want to say that. Like, yeah. It's very important. And uh, I trust Rod. Like, me and Rod, we're roommates. We're yeah. on the same way. We've known, been best friend not best friends but been good friends since sixth grade became best friends when all of our friends went to college and we were the only ones home and uh rod current he started off as a mechanic at a random shop he currently works on all lamborghinis and ferraris so <laughs> yep. right so like we're at the same exact point in our wow. career and um okay so that's interesting because that's i would thing. bet that's not He's a lot got of the same friends mindset that, that. that you have or, or similar. Yeah. And there's not a lot of solutions. friends that could live together and both reach the goal, the end goal. 
we've reached our end goal in half the time. I thought it was this shit was gonna take ten years. Straight up. And 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 it should you should come in with that expectation always. But I always say from experience, you never know if it's gonna be better than you expected until you do it. Cause that Straight does up. sometimes it's worse than you expected. Sometimes 100%. it's better. It's never exactly what you expected. Ever. Ever. So that's the thing. Be so, open to failure because that could be the outcome, but and that's you what, might have better than expected result. You think Michael Jordan really expected? You think Michael Jordan really expected what he got? Mm, he probably is like, holy no. fuck. I didn't know it was going to be this fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought I could do it, but three and three? Like I don't know. <laughs> no, for real. The greatest like, ever? And, you're, and those failures, like I remember... And I'm so lucky because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to be, to be in a position like freshman year of college with no bills. So I was right. like, okay, I can kind of, and even sophomore year of college, I'm living at my parents' house still. I have no bills. All I have is car insurance. So I'm like, wait, I should start my own business. So I quit Jersey Mike's, started started what was known as like i still wear the wristband every day clinic training. no way yeah clinic training that's from yeah. the original this is oh yeah oh, i remember this is from like 2014 15 oh, shit. live, live your, your vision. vision this is like you, a man dude. i ordered this it's like, like almost like a movie like script maybe there up. is one here because there's probably a lot is. of stories you still, like, is it still clinic training you still mm. have clinic training no oh well i still have the instagram yeah page, but, but not really i'm yeah. If anything, I would come out with some like merchandise for like the OG. So you people. have clinic train. Do you have the dot com or no? I never made anything except for this, except an Instagram and some wristbands. Okay. That's how college <laughs> I was at the time. But see, that's the point. And it's funny because I have an LLC for myself now, right. how I get paid through. So like we're all independent contractors. Right. And no one even knows what the LLC is called. <laughs> Right. And I never had L. Well, I did make an LLC for Clinic Trim. I never used it. And I'm already way further ahead with this other LLC. Yeah. But yeah, so I started Clinic Training. And uh, that's the thing. Shit. You don't have to have it all figured out. That's very important. 100%. Just, like, you I, shouldn't I learned have this too. it all figured out. If you do, you waited too long. <laughs> Facts. You got to do. That inspiration and yeah. that, what those ideas that are really going to click aren't going to aren't going to click like you that. learn more from doing than learning 100 percent. like seriously you every study time you to do a, the class yeah. project you learn more than you did sitting in class reading with the right, teacher reading about it right straight up do like you know once you start training people you're gonna learn real quick that you need to learn some shit <laughs> no you're you're sitting there you're like holy oh, shit, shit I this have guy's a knee keeps going inside <laughs> and i don't know what to right. do you're like i need about, to learn right yeah. But if you just sit there preparing and you never actually train somebody, and, and you can be honest, ready. you can be honest and say, "Hey, I'm just starting out, so I'm not going to charge you that much." That like, was my best thing starting out. Like, remember, so I started with Jake, Kyle, and this other kid named Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. These three kids, like, I fucking love these three kids. Like, if it, there was times when all my friends were off at college, and these three kids were the only like right spot of my day so especially kyle and jake like i would train them there were bruh my friday schedule 
middle school kids, seventh graders, I would train these kids. And that's why I'm tearing up right now. I would train these kids on a Friday night and convince their parents like, yo, I'm going to sleep over in the sleep over so we could work out in the morning. Because I was like, no middle school kid is working out on Friday night and Saturday morning. And we're already working out Monday through Friday, wow. all that shit. So I'm like, if and Kyle bought in, his parents love that shit. Because Kyle's dad, Rick Braun, he's a very successful jazz artist. The dude goes on world tours, tours for eight months a year. So he understands what he real understands work can do. the work. And he was the first person to be like, yo, James, you're good. Like, I'm going to pay you whatever you need. Like, you're good. So I remember I asked Kyle and his his dad, I was, well, I really asked his dad. I was like, yo, I'll train Kyle for a, for a whole year for $1,000. But I need the money right now because I'm trying to put a $1,000 down payment on a Vertimax. So when I got the... So the Vertimax is $3,000, but I found out you could finance it. And when I'm a kid, I don't even know what the fuck financing is. <laughs> so I'm like, you, when you're a kid, you look at something, you're like, $3,000? No way. <laughs> but like, adults never pay full price for shit. Preach. <laughs> uh, that's just Preach. like, this it's just fact. Adults do not pay full price no. for shit. So I was like, hold up. I can put $1,000 down, pay $300 a month build my credit, which I didn't even know what that meant, but my dad was like, yo, that's a good idea. And my mom was like, don't do it. Like, you right. know, of and course. I'm not even trying to be sexist, but a lot of women are more secure with their money rather than aggressive with their money. We can cut that yes. out of the podcast. No, I would say, <laughs> since, no, we talk about it and then we decide, but I, I would say that a lot of females, I some females I know are more aggressive than men, but mm -hmm. a lot of females are protecting their nest mm -hmm. and they're Guys are more the trying to build the tallest building, and women are more the type to build the best fortress. Yeah, and so so I remember my mom. And if was you're like, raised in an environment that's a little, I think that's the biggest driver, honestly. To be sure. fair, because if you're raised in a environment that's um, uh, uh, very cautious, like my wife too. I'm yeah. just saying, not to yeah. call them out, but Same they were with my, they, mom. my parents are. They were always, they always had their own businesses, taking crazy risks, moving to this country from Ukraine, Soviet Union, when I was four with nobody here, Damn. no money, no nothing, built their own businesses. Like they're risk takers. They're kind of nuts. Like not nuts, but very, you know, risk tolerant. Yeah. But like if you're raised in a family, so I'm a little bit more risk tolerant, which yeah. helped me. And people should know that like, you don't have to be risk tolerant, figure out what you want and figure out how to get there, you know, but. People that are raised in a conservative, fear-based environment have a hard time taking calculated risks that are yeah. effective to take. Like, you got pocket aces. Like, you found something you love and you can make money. You're not 100% to win. You're 80% to win going all in. You always go all in because exactly. even if you lose one out of five, you're going to win four out of five. Do the math. All the other shit. Exactly. Do the math. You do 10 hands, you're winning 80% of the time. You're going to make money. So do the like. But people that are fear-based go, oh, my God, he went all in. I fold. Like, I don't want to risk all my money. Yeah. But you got to be willing to take chances, man. Yeah. Nothing is secure anyway. You can get a job for the government and, and get laid people, off. People be like, I would be sit. I was sitting in college classes with people. Well, everyone had a better GPA than me. And 
I was sitting in class because I just I would show up to class, but like I'm not gonna study for the test. Like I don't have time to study. Like I'm just gonna take the test. Dude, <laughs> and um, that was half of the college class. That's sad. Oh, when I yeah. was in college, like and I'm I not, studied the night before. I honestly yeah, I'm didn't. Studying I wasn't. Like four I didn't hours wanna, before yeah, the test. I didn't On wanna, the morning of, I'm like, I'm gonna wake up at like dude, five, study from five to nine, take the test at ten. <laughs> I only went to class if they required it for the grade. Yep. Or it was an extremely interesting teacher, which was maybe one out of five or ten classes. Straight up. And if they didn't require me to come, I just would study for the test. Yeah. And I was a very good test studier. Same. Right? So I did well. Yeah. And test taker. So I would do pretty well. But it's not. That's sad because. And it's bullshit. When my when people I know that were had a purpose in college went, they would go for the learning, man. Not for the diploma, the, the degree. Yeah. First figure that shit out. Then decide if college is going to serve you. Yeah. Don't serve college. Nah, stop giving your money to these Giving your money and time. Five years of your life. Eight. Dude, I was in school with kids that were there for the seventh year. Straight up. And they're Yo. like, well, if I don't go, I have to get a job or move out. Straight up. I'm like, damn, dude. That's messed up that you were allowed to live this kind of lifestyle. <laughs> like, you and know. That college experience was like, that's where I really realized, like, all right. I like this. I don't like this. Yeah. That's where it all kind of took off for me with training with, with coaching with Bruce. I started the training business. So I got the Vertimax, $1,000 down, easy down payments. I was still living at my parents' house. And I remember my mom was like, you're not going to have a bunch of random kids at the house. So I had to convince my best friend's mom to let us train in her front yard. So I, I literally... I think I still have the key to her house. I would open the garage, oh, wheel the shit out. My best friend was with me all the time, and and we were training in his front yard. How many kids? Then, oh, we were doing like thirty kids a week. Okay, so you do each the math. time. How many kids each time would come? So Couple this kids? is the funniest shit about college. We'd have about <laughs> ten kids a day. We had about thirty kids a month. Each kid paid two hundred a month. You, which is only fifty a week. So parents around Woodland Hills can afford that. Right. You do the math on 30 kids on 200 a month. 6,000 I was bucks. making 6,000 a month in college. Like I was literally like able to pay And there's no people. reason you can't do that even in high school. Well, you can't do as many hours. Exactly. But you can but make some, even you can make better than Chick-fil-A. Was, I was going to, because all my clients were high school and middle school kids. Cause I was coaching with Bruce and I had school. I would go to school. I would, well, shit. I would intern for Drew Hanlon in the morning. Drew Hanlon's basketball trainer. So I would be with Joel Embiid, Jordan Clarkson, and Bradley Beal in the morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Then I would go to school from 10 a.m. to, not 4, like 2.30, 3 p.m. Then after that, I would go to El Camino, coach the Froshoff team. Then I would go home, train from 4 to 8. Wow. So that was for college. Like, that was my college life. And people are like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, I got shit to do. Like, there would be times where I would miss a quiz because I'd have to go train someone. And I'm like, dude, like, fuck this 10 points. Like, I don't give a a fuck about 10 points. This is $200 a month. Like, (laughs) and that's just real life. Fuck this 10 points. Can I say I agree 1,000%? Because, yeah. 
if you go back now, you made the right play. You got your degree. Nobody's asking for your GPA. Nobody gives a fuck. They don't even care uh. about your degree, but hey, good for you for proving that to yourself yeah. and your family so they can... It, 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 for everyone, it's different. So right. Not everybody needs to do that, though. Sometimes you got to go, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put yeah. in the effort. It worked out, though. I think for you, it was the right thing. For It was your journey anyway. Like, I don't regret going. I just think it was a mistake <laughs> for me. Seriously, oh, yeah. because here's why you should go to college. If you love the idea of being a doctor, lawyer, even lawyer, you don't really need to go to college, by the way. You just need to pass the bar exam, which you can study for on your own. But anyway, you can get an undergrad, I think. But an engineer or and or you want to work in a corporation because yeah. without a degree, you're going to probably have a ceiling. Exactly. Like you want to be an accountant. You want to be an admin like they want you to have a business admin or it's just a piece of paper 100%. honestly at that point but go get your degree 100%. if you want to have a corporate job with benefits and all that stuff but if you want to be anything other than that or you don't know yet figure that shit out like go work for free go volunteer for a trainer volunteer for a makeup artist volunteer mm -hmm. for an eyelash model volunteer for a modeling agency get do free shit Wherever you think you want to, or watch YouTube videos. And the free And then shit. when you fall in love with engineering, go, I'm going to college. I want to be a mechanical engineer. Good for you, but take your time. Take a year, two, three. Whatever. And the free shit is what people don't realize. Cause I took that sacrifice of making all that money. I was living on my own shit. Before I was living on my own, we used to buy a bottle and a table at the club in LA every weekend. And if you're in LA and you know how that's buying a table at the club is like a thousand dollars for nothing. And then you buy a bottle, it's like another four hundred for a fucking thirty dollar bottle of tequila. Right. So me and my but we're making six thousand a month. So we're like, oh fuck and we had no bills. So yeah. we're like, oh. So that's why I try to tell people like I got all my fun out of the way at an early age. Like I bought the table, I bought the bottles. I went on a rap tour, like I'm good. Like <laughs> I've already had all the fun, like I'm good. So once once all that kind of happened, I was like, all right, it's time to get serious. And then I was getting on the way to graduate college and I'm like, all right, do I really want to be 25, 26 years old, still training in my backyard? Will that make me happy? And I'm like, no, hell no. Like I want to grow, I want to, train pro athletes in a professional setting so i realized it was crazy i found out about athletic gains and i drove up to the gym parked in the parking lot walked out of my car and i saw the owner right there it was the perfect timing talked to the owner and i was like yo this is my name this is my life story can i get a job at the gym and he gave me an internship right there and uh for free Oh, so I was working for free. Which is very important. That's what people That's don't my realize. Number one fucking so advice. People don't to fucking anyone. realize. Work for free. What do you mean work for free? If you can make ends meet, work like, for free. If you're starving or your kids are starving, get a fucking job. Yeah. But if you have two hours a week, work for free. Hey, can I sweep your floors yeah. for two hours? I want to understand how this I love this kind of business or I want to learn about Straight it. Straight up. So I started interning at the gym from 10 a.m. to about, and back at the time, I thought 10 a.m. was like 
early morning grind. And so early morning and, grinding. And it turns out my boss is fucking wakes up at 4 a.m. every day. So I'm getting there at 10. I remember the first day I showed up with a smoothie with and I was I used to do some weird shit where I used to put like granola in the smoothie yeah. and I would eat the smoothie with a spoon. Yeah. Like an acai bowl. <laughs> I show up to the gym eating this smoothie like an acai bowl. My boss was like, yo, put that shit in the fucking car. Like, if you're ready to work, like, let's go. I was like, fuck. Like, all right. Can I tell you something real quick that uh, I love? Uh, this is what I mean by being vulnerable. Just being yourself. Yeah. Because here's what happens. Other people, if they see you as this perfect dude that always had it figured out, <laughs> that's like Hell wakes up no. at 6 a.m. and works no. out, they'll be like, I can never be that. But when they go, when they go, right, when they go, oh, this motherfucker was like just as confused as me. bro. Yeah, 10 a.m., I'm grinding, showing up with a fucking smoothie with with granola. That's why I love that story because me too, James, they see me, they're like, this motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, no, straight up. Rick, if someone doesn't know you. (laughs) (laughs) Cody, Cody always says like, dad, you were bloated and pasty and like just lame like 10 years ago yeah no (laughs) no, no, like a while ago 10 years ago 10 years ago because i was living not my life i was like an an internal auditor stuck in the simulation and in a relationship that wasn't really the right fit for either one and a lot of arguing and all that stuff and thinking oh i can't get divorced that's not what i do yeah. Uh, people go, why'd you have three kids then if it didn't work out? And it's like, well, I wasn't planning to have three kids and get divorced. Yeah. I thought it was a done deal and I, I like kids. So here we are on our third, but shit, that shit didn't ass. work out. And it didn't work out. But that's how life dude, is. I needed that shit to wake me up because I think the divorce was the hardest and best thing that ever happened to me because it forced me after a while to look at myself. Because at first yeah. I was like blaming, you know, like everyone. Oh, like she was this, she was that. And she was saying I was this, I was this. And then after a couple of years, I'm like, we're still arguing. This shit ain't working. Yeah. And I started slowly like looking into, man, I got some wrong ass fucking belief systems. Just, and and your thought like you were saying about how you thought about relationships, communicating, being honest, like being patient. Like I was so impatient, so taking everything personally doing silent treatments, like telling, dude, James, I would be like, you know what? You know what? Don't talk to me for four days then. How about that? And I would follow through on it. And I was dying to talk to her, but because I said, this is what my dad did. That's how fucked up I was, man. But my dad did that and I learned from it and I didn't ever stop to go, maybe that, I thought, hey, that's how you do it. That's how you show that you're not messing around or, yeah. I had to relearn everything, man. Like, I was telling Josh, if I went back to when I was 16 or even your age, I'd have to have a talk with myself about every damn thing. Damn. No, no, dude. No, no, and I got it. No, you don't, dude. <laughs> no, believe me. Sit your ass down before it's too late. Straight up. But it's all good. I needed that shit. And learn from your mistakes learn from your fuck-ups learn from your failures and it makes you such a more dynamic dad like your kids are so much more well off with you learning this at a later age 
Because if you would learn this when you were 25, you'd be a billionaire by now. Right. Like, like Cody would not fun. be sitting here right now. He'd be inside on his fifth iPad that he's had. Like, <laughs> like straight this up. Week. Like this week. Like, like straight up. If you realize this shit when you were a younger age, you would already have made billions, millions, if not billions. And like well, thank you. But your I life purpose, start. your life purpose is so much more fulfilled yes, because man. you love kids. And they're being able to see your rise. I would never be this passionate about telling young people, do it now. It's okay if you could, you could do it later, exactly. but it's going to be hard. Exactly. Do it now before you exactly. have children and a mortgage and things like, to make it my harder. Thing, my thing is you sometimes. Know, because like, I went through so much pain, it actually made me this. Like if I had gone straight to my dream, I wouldn't have been maybe talking about this so much. So it's all okay, except whatever the fuck happened. And then just decide what you want to do with it and pl just play your game, man. Play your game yeah. as best you can with whatever tools you have at your disposal, whatever superpowers you have. The kryptonite, just figure out how to harness that shit. You know what I mean? And the kryptonite is usually your own mind. And it, a lot of times it has it's your strength. That's what I figured out. Meaning yeah. I used to get in my own head and get oversensitive and take things personal too much. And that would really fuck me up and slow me down. And I realized it's because I'm sensitive, but that sensitivity is kind of my superpower. It's also strength. Yeah, you can. I can build empathize with, with people yeah. and use it in a different way. So it's like, if you can harness your kryptonite, often it becomes like your superpower, man. That's true. It's one and the same. Just can you harness it? Like, if you were a superhero that laser powers, it might be out of control, killing everybody until you learn to harness that thing and like, you know, yeah. turn it into a fucking laser beam that you can control. You That's know? true. Shit. You know, when you learn, when you're trying to figure out your superpowers, you, you're probably stumbling around with it at first. And that's you know? how it was when I was an intern. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I was interning at Athletic Games, like, I was, I remember I got, so I was learning, I was able to learn from really good trainers, like, guys that knew what they were doing, had worked with a bunch of high-level athletes. Um one trainer in particular, Jake, super high energy, taught me how to like really interact with people and how to like, I wouldn't say manipulate a situation, but when you have a certain energy going into a situation, you know what the outcome's gonna right. be. And so when yeah, I was yes. stumbling at Athletic Games, I remember one day I walk in and my boss is like, yo, you can just take the rest of the week off. It was like a Tuesday. I was like, fuck, like what the fuck? I don't know if you remember, running back from the Cardinals, also played at Clemson, Andre Ellington, calls me on Wednesday. He goes, yo, James, uh, did Tra Travell tell you what happened? I was like, nah, man. Like, I was sitting at the house depressed. I was like, fuck, I just fucked up this internship. I fucked up this job. Like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? And uh, he goes, dude, like, yeah, we – me and Travell had to go to Walmart and get some toilet paper. Like, Travell's a millionaire. And, like, I play an elite. Like, we should never have to go to CVS or Walmart and get toilet paper. Like, that's an intern's job. Like, you need to be doing your job. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then this dude, Dre, Andre Ellington, had no, literally was in the league. He was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to Travell. I'm gonna get you back in next Monday. I was like, fuck, like, 
dude, that was that was like a a wake up call. a wake up call of being like, all right, this is what these people are expecting, and like you can't be a little kid anymore. Right. So that's what kind of set me on the right track. Yeah, dude. And I started really everyone's just getting, getting can I just right. say everyone's got to go through that. Like, yeah. Josh and I have been talking to some young, like people that want to do like photography or videography and they're showing up a little bit late and we're like and i'm taking them aside like i want you to know something it's not just me successful people i'm not even successful relatively speaking they expect you to be early dude and if you're not, i'm just saying they ain't gonna work with you that's why i felt bad about showing yeah. up late today i was like that's Yo. okay that's different yep that's different i appreciate you saying that but it's different man like like no, but you should always like feel if I'm that, interviewing you should always somebody, feel that pressure yes. to be early and not waste someone's time. I, regardless I of who you're working I with. I love that you think that, man. I love that you think that. I feel like when you're doing a show, you kind of build it in. But I felt like you were within that. I always expect guests to be late, but maybe I shouldn't expect that. But if someone's coming for an interview, like a job interview, or they're working for me. Like I'm oh, I expect them. that I'm sitting in the if, parking lot yeah. in my car waiting for them to walk in before me 10 and minutes I early. Put the same on me. If Straight I'm up. working <laughs> for someone or I need to perform for someone, I'm coming in early. Yeah. Um, but that's something I learned, and I'm just saying that I had to learn that too. It's okay not to know that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, True. don't get discouraged if somebody tells you get the fuck out and maybe doesn't know how to communicate it, because I had to learn to be a better boss by communicating to people better and saying hey man like without getting angry like let me tell you what i expect and don't take it the wrong way but you got to get the toilet paper man you know what i'm saying true but it's gonna happen where you're gonna fuck up along the way and you if you give up on yourself that's how you're gonna lose and that's how most people lose they never show up the or they thing. give up right away first hurdle oh i knew it i'm an idiot i suck and then you give up and you give up and, and then you're I, done if i if i gave up i would still be training my backyard like right. with kids right and like no offense with kids like i fucking love kids but like i knew f if if i know from when i'm 15 and by the time i'm 20 i'm training like i'm 23 22 23 like i'm graduating college have a degree in kinesiology like i want to train nba players so that's what really put me on the track to like go get that internship and then I was like, all right, I'm going to just keep pushing forwards, pushing right. forwards. And the turning point for me was really like the second turning point for me. And this is what people don't realize. Like life works out in crazy ass ways. So Kobe Bryant yeah. started Mamba Academy. Yeah. Remember, he bought Sports Academy, yeah. turned it into Mamba Academy he invested so much money he offered two of our train we only had three trainers it was two trainers and myself he offered those two trainers double their salary to go to mamba so i'm like so they both took it and my boss is the type of person that not he's not going to hold you back from a right. opportunity me too man. i got it that's that's a tough one to say no to kobe yeah. Twice the money. Twice the money to go work for Kobe yeah. in a bigger facility. That's a, so you're you like, say no to that, man. this is a great opportunity. Right. So they both took it. So that literally put me from interning 
to manage it, to like being right there with the owner. Wow. And you put yourself in position. That's what you, you did. And you just kind of wait it out and you see what happens. That's what you do, how you do it, man. Yeah. You put yourself, you kept putting yourself in positions to succeed. Exactly. Even if you stumble, it's okay as long as you keep at it. I'm just saying that's part of the principles that I've seen. Man, that's the process. And I used to just give up too soon, like on getting in shape. I try an exercise program and then I'd stop because it didn't work. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep trying different things, man, mm -hmm. and just showing up and putting yourself in a position. So that's what you up. did, man. And that was the biggest thing I saw with sticking with the athletic gains. Like I would have days where my boss is like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and being able to push through times where you're, if you're not struggling, you're probably not growing. Right. So that was my biggest thing for that whole internship period. And then shit, those, everything kind of changed within two, three months. And I already, training for me was never a problem. It was always everything else. So it's like being on time or being early and just, just everything. Training, literally me and my boss have probably talked about training for 10 minutes in the three years I've been working for him. We talk about everything else. You so, just needed the polish. Yeah, I just needed everything else because I was so focused and obsessed that, with the training. How can you not need that stuff? Like. It doesn't yeah. come, you don't, you're not born with all these rules. You, you got to learn. That's why you're an intern. That's why you yeah. learn. Like you're not going to make yeah. the same money. That's why you don't get paid the same when you're 20 as when you're 30. Like, cause you Straight keep, up. you keep building your expertise and that's Straight part up. of it. The polish, they don't really teach you that in school necessarily. No. They kind of do, but they don't put it in the right terms. Like here's why. Exactly. If you show up late, exactly. successful people are going to go, hey, this person is making me waste my time for a meeting. I might have five other people waiting. If he's 15 minutes late, that's five times 15 minutes. That's over an hour of combined wasted time. That's how exactly. people think. So you have to explain to kids or, or people you're teaching. But if you don't know, it's okay because you will no, learn, man. Exactly. As long as you're open, you know what? Life is the kind of the perfect teacher, man. Because if you got a weakness, it's gonna show it to you right away. It's sure kind of like that. basketball. Like you got a weak you get left that hand. Game, as soon as you, you get got a weak left you're hand, like, oh shit! <laughs> right? You got a weak left hand. The game will show you really quick, Straight man. Because they're gonna be ripping you left and right every time Straight you go up. left. That's just how it is. So you got to be real and say and understand that you can make it better. You Straight can up. if you want. You can make your left better. I gotta pee so bad, dude. Yo, I <laughs> so bad. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.